today on Crean and Kirsten Get to Work, we are talking about morning routines, owning your mornings. I mean, this is some really good stuff. It's going to change his life. It's it's f- fabulous. So get ready. Buckle up, friends. It's going to change your life. 25 short minutes. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. <laughs> Welcome, friend. That took you a minute. What were you doing? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this. I just got distracted by you finish and then I'll tell you. You finished your beautiful introduction. Okay, we're here to talk to you about ease, meaning, and joy because that's what we want for women who work and also women who don't work. For all women, all people. Um, and we are recording from the traditional lands of the Coast Salish people. Okay, so why were you so distracted? I was distracted because I've I was a, I've gotten a little obsessed with this New Yorker article <laughs> that begins with this really kind of disparaging statement. What's the matter with men? Yes, you sent me this, and I have I sent you this, not read it and yet. you've not read it yet, and it's so interesting. And there's just these lines in here that are just blowing me away. Um, for example, many social scientists agree that contemporary American men are mired in malaise. Oh. So it's this entire article about how women are excelling in academic performance, that boys are well behind girls in elementary, middle, high school, college, that even in the... Um, uh, like legal professions and medical professions, there are currently more women than men hmm. in those schools. Nobody really knows what the cause of this all is, although there's all kinds of um, theories. It's just so fascinating to me that we know still what the data says about men, compensation, promotion, all the things, yeah, right? Yeah. And yet now we have this article that's like, quick, we have to act quickly or men will go into the tank. <laughs> Seriously, it is. It's like we that's have to act. That's the whole premise of the, the article. Well, it's not, it's not really fair, but it is this sense like it's a crisis, like men are in a crisis. And it's hard for me. I'll be honest. Mm. I want to acknowledge that, be sympathetic to that and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But it is hard to work through that when I really when I continue to understand how the patriarchy is impacting women at work. Yeah. Right. Yes. So when I thought (laughs) this saw this thing, what's the matter with men? I was like, huh, that's an interesting way to say it. Yeah. And also listener the reason she was so distracted is because she was looking at the article on her phone while i was doing this i was because i just obsessed with it i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay speaking of intros i don't know if you caught during your like today on karina and kirsten we're talking about i stuttered some f- 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 fantastic i don't even know what it was i love it to it sounded exciting to me yeah we're t- <laughs> It's like, we're excited about this topic. And I am not kidding. This is a fantastic topic. And I am, I just want to give a disclosure. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm one of those people who's now found something new. You're right? a convert. You're a morning I'm a, routine I'm convert. I'm a convert. It's like, I've just discovered this. Like everybody else has been doing it for decades. And all of a sudden, Kirsten discovers something. And now I'm all thinking like I'm the one. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, it is just, it is shocking to me because I never would have ever thought that I would be someone 
who has a morning routine, wants a morning routine, loves a morning routine. Mm-hmm. It's just never been part of my kind of personality, my makeup, but I'm obsessed with it. And and now I'm kind of like a reformed smoker or something. I mean, it's just, I realize how obnoxious it is. So full disclosure, listeners, I'm a little obnoxious about this topic. She's the shit out of you on the show. <laughs> but also, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by this episode too, because when you suggested it, I was like, whatever, that's great. Every once in a while we need a, like a vanilla, you know. No, this is and practical. It's, not, it's really good and practical. And as I was. And really you, supported by the data. Yes, I was surprised by that. I was so, kind of surprised by that. I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm someone who, you know, I haven't really investigated my own morning routine lately ever. I don't know. And so I learned some stuff mm-hmm. about this, too. Mm-hmm. I'll join you in being a convert. I'll, I'll totally join you in being a convert. By the way, I, we all know those people. I don't think you're as annoying as like the newly found. I got a couple of those. The newly found CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Newly no, I think vegetarian. I'm, no, I think I'm like that. Are you? I think I really might be. I'm loving it so much. I'm so obsessed. But yeah. why does it matter? Why are you so excited about it? Like what? What? Because honestly, everything I read, well, not everything, but a lot of the stuff I read about the morning routine was really more aimed at why it's so important for productivity. And I don't think that's why you're so excited. Oh, no, about it. I am plenty productive i'm yeah, not worried exactly. about i'm right. not interested like, you don't need to in creating more shit no yeah. i'm not interested in squeezing anything else out it makes me feel so good yeah it makes me feel really good and and describe can you just take a minute and describe to me your like the old kirsten morning routine oh this is so funny like i if i had to be you were saying to me that something about I have to be downtown at 8 a.m. And I have, so I've got to be up by 6.30. And I was like laughing because most of my career, I would have been like, if I need to be downtown at 8 o'clock, I need to be up by 7.15. Mm. Because I can shower and get out the door in 15 or 20 minutes. Which is when you would need to leave. Right. And I have to, I have a 15 minute commute. Yeah. So that gives me like an extra five minutes to maybe get a cup of coffee. Which, and would you be on time? Uh, I would be within five or ten minutes. Yeah. And when the kid, when I had, when the kids were at home, right, it was really the same thing. It was just there. Now there were kids in there too, right? And I wouldn't give like fifteen minutes for the kids. I would allow more time for everybody to get out of the house. But it was always just five minutes short of enough time. Just barely to enough. To get out, to just do the bare minimum. I remember you describing one time something that had stuck with me with your in your morning routine. Um, and I think you said this a while ago, maybe even on the air, that your mornings used to be some odd combination of coffee and toothpaste. And to me, that was just so vivid, right? Like, there's just no right. it's, there's time no room. in There's between. no room because it's all smashed yeah, it's in. it's all smashed in there together. And... You know, honestly, I did a little bit of an, an informal poll with clients and coworkers and asked and mo- the vast like what's your what is your morning routine and the vast majority of people I talk to do exactly what you used to do. Oh, I up at the absolutely the very, very last minute. minute. How many times did I push my snooze? Yeah. Because I thought, "Oh, I'll get up and I'll exercise." Nope, I'll just hit my snooze button four right. or five times. Yeah. So is it worth tell you telling us your morning routine now? Do you want to reveal that now? Should we save it for the end? I don't know. I feel like we should save it. It feels so big and special. 
<laughs> we should save it for the end. Okay. 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 So, but maybe, maybe then we should start with why mornings matter then. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's not necessarily about productivity, but it is certainly about how it feels. Right. And I was looking at an article recently published in the New York Times um, that referenced a study um, by two women, Nancy Rothbard and Stephanie Wilk. Uh, Nancy's from Harvard and Stephanie's from Ohio State University. And they found that how you start the day, the mood that you start your day Mm -hmm. in really sticks with you through the whole day. Now, in this case, they were looking at people who do customer service and they studied really how people started the day and then how that translated and how they viewed work events such as customer interactions throughout the day. And to quote one of them, they said, we found that customer service representatives varied from day to day in their start of the day mood, but those who started each day happy or calm usually stayed that way throughout the day. And interacting with customers tended to further enhance their mood. But by contrast, for most the most part, people who started the day in a terrible mood didn't really climb out of it mm-hmm. and felt even worse by the end of the day, even after interacting with positive customers. So if the, I think what they're saying is like, if you start the day in a shitty mood, the, the, good, really the good interactions hard, don't stay. Right. It's, and it's really hard for things to get through. Yeah. For good things to get through. To me, that really resonated. I, and, and, and I know. When I'm harried in the morning, I feel harried all day. Mm-hmm. Was that your experience with yes. your previous? I just, I, I, it was only a, a degree. How much, how, how much, how out of control was I? What is the degree of being out of control? That's what it felt to me. Uh-huh. I don't think that was really what was happening, but that was what I always felt like. It's just how out of control is it? And I think I got really comfortable with living just kind of and that unfurled, like out of control sort of way. Sure. Got really comfortable with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like it was ever, like you're saying it was always, there was always an out of control sort of. Yes. But it was just a bit to varying degrees. What I plan to agree. And what, uh, and this customer service study that you're talking about, what they, what's interesting about it too is it does, your the mood of those employees affected their productivity and affected their quality mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know that isn't really the focus of my own kind of journey in this area but i think it's an unbelievable um, benefit of the morning routine mm-hmm. is this increased productivity because the um the folks with the positive mood provided higher quality service not surprising yeah they even in their speech like had less ums less errs less verbal tics you know they use better grammar their grammar was more yeah. appropriate right and employees who were in this negative mood tended to kind of take more breaks from their duties to cope with stress, to take a break, to figure things out, to try and get themselves pulled back together. Yes. And these little breaks that they took to kind of, you know, yes, pull it together was like a 10% loss of productivity compared to their peers. I, right. Simply by starting the day. In a better mood. In a good, in a good mood versus a bad mood. And I, I will say the part of this that appeals to me on productivity is it does feel like what I have to do is easier to do. Mm-hmm. So I will say that's, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? That's kind of my take on the productivity side from my morning routine experience. Yeah. The things I have to do feel easier to me. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I'm more productive. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. But that's my experience of it is what I have to do just feels so much easier. Your mindset 
has to impact how you feel about those things. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, whether or not it's not, yeah, whether or not you're truly more productive or not, Jesus, just simply having your mindset permeate your day, your good mindset permeate. And this is the thing it's like you can change your life in whether it's five minutes in Mm -hmm. the morning. Or, and this is where I'm going to get a little, you know, out of control. You can change your life. Like whether it's five minutes in the morning or whether it's an hour and a half or even some people have two hours or three hours. I mean, I don't know that I'll ever get to that kind of a morning routine, but yeah, I can. It is life changing. And you're you're a convert. I'm a convert. Can I take a tiny like walk over here to something we said a minute ago, though? Two things that just that strike me, you know, when you were just saying um, employees who were in a positive mood had fewer ums and verbal mm-hmm. tics. Mm-hmm. I just have to say, I recently read something about the um and how women are frequently chastised for how often we use filler oh. words. But then in a deeper dive, researchers realize the reason women use filler words is not because we're not confident in what we have to say. It's because the second we take a break and leave any airspace, some dude is going to jump jumps in there in. and fill it. So that's why we have to fill the space so nobody takes exactly. it. Exactly. Which is exactly why I want to talk about male entitlement. Okay. That's a side note, which I think we're going to do on the next episode. But that is a really nice like footnote. Yes. Side note. Yes. Segue. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I know. About so the, just, um, thank you for bringing that up. Just a side note about that. But back to this data, um, this was also something that really struck me when I read this sentence. And I know you've said it before, but or you just said it a minute ago, but employees who are in negative moods tended to take more frequent, frequent breaks from their duties to cope with the stress and get themselves through the day. And I know that feeling. Yes. So if I... There are times when I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. Don't talk to me. I need to go for a walk or like do the brain break or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me that I might be able, simply by implementing a a morning routine, might be able to avoid some of that, some of that, the Mm -hmm. necessity of some of that. Avoid some of that. Yeah. Um, Because that that's that's a good call out. Like, huh, maybe I do need to spend a little more time thinking about my morning. I'm saying you do. I my do. Friend. And not I'm only saying that, you do. I read that we only have 25,000 mornings have in our adult 25, life. 25,000 mornings, which doesn't seem like very many mornings. No. It really doesn't, though it's your whole lifetime, it's 25,000 mornings. I think they say in our adult life, but still. I mean, I think that's a doesn't real. It doesn't seem like that many. Finite. It's mm-hmm. finite. I think and I've the used point. a lot of them, is my point. So I'm going to make the best of the rest of them. Exactly. So how do we do this then? I mean, what is okay, the point? Here's Obviously, the sad, mornings here's matter. Here's the sad news. So I think that I discovered the value of the morning routine when I did my Sunday planning session. I have for a couple of years taken Sunday morning and reviewed my week and journaled and planned for the next week. And that is like, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half process that I do every Sunday morning Mm -hmm. at some point in the morning. And because I usually have nothing on Sundays, I have lots of time. And that I realized how good that felt when I had that time. And then what I was really working on was trying to write Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find time to write. And so I started getting up at like, here's the bad news, people. Brace yourself. Take a deep breath. Mm. I started getting up at 530 in the morning. (laughs) 
which for me is like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> That's 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm a person who, like, if I could, I mean, my, yes, I'm a late night, I'm a late owl. I like to be up. I'm a night owl. And I think that I've done that when my kids have gone to bed so I could get some time and some space by myself to get things done or honestly to just be by myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the bad news is, to get a morning routine, you've got to wake up earlier. Yeah. And and how did you... So are you going to bed earlier now? Oh, yeah. 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 Barry's like that, too. Barry and I both... You know me. I'm a sleeper. I, but you also go to bed early and you get up early. Yeah. I go to bed early and I get up early. And I get up second in our house. I get up about 6.15. Barry gets up at 5.30. And he recently said, oh, I just don't have enough time in the morning to do my routine. I think I have to start getting up at 5. To him, he's like... He realizes he's realized this, you know, for uh, forever and just loves it. He loves that. And I think that that's the key. And according to the stuff that we read, you can love early mornings. Yes. You have to start getting uh, going to bed earlier. You have to start going to bed earlier. And you have to shift your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you do what we're about to talk about, you will no longer be one of the 60% of Americans who hardly ever wake up feeling energized, rested, or rested. That was another statistic. That's a terribly disturbing statistic. That 60% of Americans hardly ever wake up feeling energized, rested, kind of ready to go. It's sad. I'm so sorry if you were one of those people. Um, And so how do you start waking up earlier? What did you find? I mean, obviously going to bed, earlier did you find anything that you're doing that then was supported by the research mm-hmm. or the reading that we did mm-hmm. so what i found is and i've known this my whole life like i or my at least my whole adult life i've heard this over and over again if you want to change your bedtime you know change it by 15 minutes at a time change it by 20 minutes at a time mm-hmm. push it back push it back mm-hmm. push it back which is exactly what i did mm. i kept pushing it back and then what's great is when you really do get up at 5 or 5 30 you really are tired by the time it comes to nine. Yes. Nine thirty, right? Yes. So you're like, oh, if I want to get up at five thirty, I really want to be asleep by ten. Yeah. Right? That gives me seven and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. So now by the time it, I get to nine, I'm like exhausted now. PM. Yes. When yeah. I get to nine PM, I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. I need to go to bed now. And I don't want to watch the second episode of something. Yeah. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Right. And yes. do my night thing. Yep. So I did the 15 minutes, which is really helpful. I also find that the exercising in the morning is really helpful to switch my circadian rhythms. And mm-hmm. the data supports that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which of those articles that I read that in, but um, it was an article in New York Times. That's that was right. The New York really Times about being a, a morning exercise person, a morning exercise person, which is in right. the show notes. That's you can right. find that yep. link. Yep. Yeah. But that when you exercise in the morning, you can actually move your circadian rhythms. Yeah. As a, And I used to be an evening exerciser. Uh-huh. Right. So now I'm a morning exerciser or maybe afternoon, like maybe I'll go for a walk in the afternoon or if I do exercise in the afternoon, I try and do it really early. Now. Yeah. Although I think it was a research that said even if you just exercise at all exercise, it doesn't even matter really what time exercise during the day helps you get more. You know, get, it always helps you do better. Gets absolutely sleepier earlier. Yep. Um, I also found it really interesting, you know, what you're saying about the 15 minutes, really what you're trying to do is shift your circadian rhythm, right? Shift, mm-hmm. shift your clock. So mm-hmm. go to bed 15 minutes earlier, wake up 15 minutes earlier, et cetera, et cetera, until you've really kind of hit that sweet spot where you want. 
peppering in some exercise throughout the day or in the morning is also helpful for you to go to bed earlier so you can wake up earlier. But I didn't realize the role that cortisol played in all of mm-hmm. that. And where did we see that? It was, I think it was in a similar, that same article from the New York yep. Times. And then when you wake up in the morning, your cortisol is like, giddy up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go from waking up at eight o'clock in the morning every day, God, who are those people? Okay, seriously. But maybe they, maybe they would be if they have to be at, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Answer my question for me. It's all of you who get up at the very last minute and jump in your car. And have to be at work at nine. And sure, have you to be can get up. Of sure, you, you can, can get up at eight. I can't do that. But anyway, so if you normally get up at eight, your body is tuned to pump up the cortisol mm-hmm. jams right at eight o'clock. So if all of a sudden tomorrow you get up at six, you're not going to get that cortisol flood until around eight. So you're, of course, going to be dragging. So changing that circadian clock slowly also changes when you get the cortisol, which gives you the boost. Now, this is the bad news in that article that I did read, and I don't think I can do it. The doctor, maybe it was Dr. Fenn, I think. Who, yes, Dr. Fenn. Okay. Said, because you're like the cortisol shot that you your body gives for you mm-hmm. right when you wake up is your natural energizer. So really you should be, and if you're a caffeine user, the time to have that first cup of coffee is like after, like two hours after you wake up, that's when you're going to get the This is sacrilege. Most, but, no, I mean, I, I just think it's just sacrilege. When like, I read who that, I was is like, going to wait two hours for a cup of coffee? Dr. Fenn. No, my routine is, part of my routine is Dr. the coffee. Dr. Fenn is smoking crack. That's what I want to say. Okay, Fenn, Nobody's going to do that. But if you, And by the way, that's the takeaway from this episode. Is Fenn smoking crack? No. Oh. Do what you want. Yes. Right? That's the key. I think that's the key to this morning routine thing, which is do what you want. Once you wake up, or once you wake up, yeah, the you just have to do, take the guesswork out of it, have a routine and do it, but make sure it's what you want. Even if it's coffee on top of cortisol. Even if it's coffee, because who doesn't want coffee and cortisol? God, I do. <laughs> Every morning. Every morning. Here's what I, but I, there is this other piece of this. Like I recognize I spent two decades with Mm -hmm. no morning routine Mm -hmm. and I don't look back and say, Oh, Kirsten, shame on you. Yeah. Or I, 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 I wish you would have done something different. I don't think that that, I don't think there were times, there were times that I could have done this. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't think it worked for me the way that my life was working because I, for all the things, right? So I really do. My, I, maybe a morning routine doesn't work for you. Fine. Right. That's fine. Or and may- we're going to talk about the shortened morning routine. That's what I was going to say. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's just five minutes. Mm-hmm. Can I say the... I f- oh, yeah. Talk about that that chick. Mearson? Yeah, Shirley Mearson. Well, okay. So there's an article. There's a book actually called, I think, The Morning Routine. And these people... Or My Morning Routine. And the authors of this book have... Um, interviewed 342 famous people or successful famous people. successful life coaches authors um, sports athletes yeah entrepreneurs, all kinds of really interesting people and ask them very specific questions about their morning routine and and I found the book as you know kind of doing the um, reading for the show found a, their website and their statistics and then show and and their routines they have all of them on 
their site. So on our show notes, you can also find a link to this. But I was, in browsing them, I found one woman named Shirley Mearson, who's a wellness coach and a lifestyle writer and a spa consultant. Oh my God, who doesn't want to be a spa consultant? I do. That's going to be my next. That's going to be so fun. Gonna, hey, any spa owners out there want to hire me? I'm, could I I'm constantly down. smell like eucalyptus? <laughs> because down. that's what I would love. Or maybe rosemary. Bergamot and grapefruit. That's mm-hmm. my favorite there we combo. Go. Okay, but anyway, her routine... <laughs> It's only five minutes, and I loved it. She said she starts her day with prayer, and it's love, appreciation, kindness, and gratitude prayer. She says it while she's still in bed. Then she goes over to the window. She opens it up, and she lets the light in to shut down the sleep hormone, melatonin, and just let her natural circadian rhythm kind of know that she's waking up. Then third, she does some deep breathing from her diaphragm, like three rounds of conscious slow breathing, and she says... Her body feels superb, right? That does not take that much time, right? And we're doesn't in, she also like talk to herself in. in the mirror? No, we're not there yet. Oh, okay, there's more. Okay. Then four, she drinks okay, four. some room temperature water because her body, and I love this too, is dehydrated, dehydrated from a long night of sleep. And that's such a good call out and a reminder that really you haven't had anything to drink for, if you're in my case, 10 and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It's time to get some water in there. And then she does a self-affirmation, and this is my favorite, on her way to the bathroom. Literally, this is the first five minutes. She hasn't even gone to the bathroom yet. She passes a mirror on the way, and she stops, and she gives herself some love. She says, I greet myself as I'd greet someone I care about, and somebody I'm happy to see, somebody I love dearly. Um, she just speaks directly to herself in the mirror and says something like, good morning, beautiful, have a wonderful day. And she waves at herself. You're going to kill it today. You're You're going to kill it. Right. I mean, Jesus, is that just the sweetest thing ever? Can do. I'm going to start doing that starting tomorrow. I love that routine. I think it's very sweet. Five minutes. Right. So again, that's her. She's setting her intention. She's getting in a good mood. She's telling her body to wake up. She's getting some water and then she's getting on with her shit. I mean, you can do it. That one works for her. Other people like you, Kirsten, the convert, you have way I've got a lot going on. I've got a lot going on. Although it's interesting. Um, it's when I was, when I was reading and what I love about that, my morning routine website is they do list all of the morning routines of all of these people. So if you're a parent, if you want to incorporate yoga, if you're a writer, if you want to like, um, make sure you have exercise in there or you're a parent, you're, uh, you're a late riser, you're traveling. There's, it's really great. So it's a, I will, I'll put it in the show notes so that you can click on that and look at all the different routines. Cause the key really is finding what's good for you. Yeah. So for me, I figured out my ideal is I, I get up and I make a cup of coffee and while I drink my cup of coffee, I actually go through the New York Times headlines. Yep. And I don't get attached to anything. I do not have a problem with news like doomsday scrolling. That's never been my issue. But I love just checking in to make sure everything's still standing. Yeah. Right. I'm having my coffee and I'm just kind of sitting there. And I always make it a point when I'm waiting for the water to boil to look outside. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what does the day look like? What is the, what do the clouds look like? You know, so I really make a moment to ground might take a moment to ground myself like what's happening. And then I sit down and look at the news really quickly. And then I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes, which mm-hmm. I love. And then I write and I've committed to write for 45 minutes. Wow. And sometimes I don't get a lot done actually, but I am thinking about and working on it and it's really satisfying to mm-hmm. 
really satisfying to me. And then what I really love is to add a half an hour of exercise after that. Instead of at night. Yep. Yep. I had a half an hour exercise on, on top of that. So it ends up being about an hour and a half. Wow. Completely different than the toothpaste and coffee. Oh, completely different. And then when I start the day, like when I leave my house, I'm like, dag, I have, I've had a real cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. I actually know what the weather is like outside. And I have had a minute to kind of collect myself. Mm -hmm. And I have meditated, written, and exercised come on well and when we were talking about this before we hit record you were saying all of those things not only are, you know allow you to feel better maybe even more productive change how you see the day you said something to me that i that really stuck with me which was it it gives you it 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 stuck with me and then I can't say it do you like how i do that kind of shit it stuck with that that you're it's yours. Like you yes. have this, what you've done is shifted the morning to you, to, mm-hmm. to focus and on you. And it makes me so happy. I feel so happy. Yeah. And I, sometimes I just feel like when, when I really get that morning, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Red Seas part for me. I'm going yeah. through my day and it's like the Red Seas are parting. There just are no problems. Which is kind of back to that data we cited mm-hmm. in the beginning. You start yeah. your day focused on yourself in a great mood and things just happen. And for I don't you. think it's just mindset. I understand that mindset is a really, is really important, but yeah. I don't, but for me, this is influencing my mindset yes. because I get like the customer service reps who come to the, come to the day angry are irritated when they walk in the door and they don't, they can't even take in some wonderful, sweet customer. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like when I start, I'm just grumpy and I don't want anybody to get in with any goodness because I just want to be in my grump. Yeah. Right. And that really feels bad. And so with this. Yeah. It and sh- I, I am way less likely to defend my grumpiness. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you've given yourself a gift. You've given Mm. yourself the things that you want. You start the day selfish. And I'm a huge fan of selfish acts. And it sounds to me like that's, you know, it is. And it's not not a bad word. No, it's not a bad word. And then I'm not resentful the rest of the day. That's right. Not resentful. And then if I have to work late or I come home and I'm making dinner and I don't have time to exercise, I am like, that's fine. I already exercised. Right? Like I don't, I, I don't have to have that tension when I get home of what should I be doing? Yeah. Should I really go exercise? Should I really sit down with my husband and have a conversation about how the day was? I Because it's already done. It's already done. It's You've already taken done. care of you first. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. A couple of other things that we, can I move just to the oh, quick you, Yes. Uh, because you said this was going to be short. Um, a couple of the other things that I think are just sort of according to researchers, mm-hmm do have a, an impact on you. One of them is your screen time. And honestly, especially what you read. Now, I love what you were saying about the New York Times, and I agree with you. I do a quick scan of the news. I look at the weather. So I'm, I know what I, I look at the weather at vacation spots that I like to go to. <laughs> I do that too. Oh yeah. I know I do that too. <laughs> I know, I know what the weather is like. What at is all it of like at Via del Faro? What is it like in Cabo? Yeah. What, uh, yes, exactly. But, 
what you choose to read, opening whether or not I choose to open my email, whether or not I dig deep into the news and the you know the distressing parts of the news, um, that can impact your day. And psychologists say all the time. In fact, we you know there's a woman I was reading uh, Debbie Sorensen. Um, she was just like looking at your computer. Just right or your phone right when you wake up and looking at those distressing mm-hmm. things really is going to set you off. So find- especially if you don't like for me, I don't I don't need to spend a lot of time in the news. If I open my email, I would be sucked into the black abyss of hell. Yes, because I cannot <laughs> let go of my email. So I don't touch my email because I know if I start, it's a never ending story for me, man. I'll never get out. Yes. Which. Oh, yes. Especially and also just as a, as a call out, if you're trying to reset your circadian rhythms, don't check your email before you go to bed either. Because that's, that's a bad too. shit. I did that recently. By the way, I've said the word shit now. It's OK. This so, is like six times. It's in this OK. Episode. We're fine. I'm sorry. There's a lot. There's a lot here. I'm sorry to KMRE Community Powered Radio who has to bleep out um, my cuss words. OK. The other couple of things. One is... Um, setting your intention for the day. And I know we've talked a lot about this, but like your meditation or thinking about how you want to behave or Shirley Mearson's like, and I think my morning routine sets my intention Yeah, because I start the day with the, I start the day with being calm, Mm -hmm. ready, Mm -hmm. collected, Mm -hmm. right? Satisfied. Satisfied. Um, I already feel like I have um, engaged in activities that I care about and find pleasurable. Yeah. So I feel like my routine becomes the intention. I hear that. And I think other people do really say like today I'm going to approach, like, especially if you know, kind of know what you're going into at work, let's say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be calm today. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to react. I'm going to be. I'm going to be in a great mood. I'm going to be a bright light, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about how you want to also priming your brain for positivity. I think that's what you're doing. Like that you're, yes. you're really priming your brain for a positive thing. And and I think that's a little different than setting and actually saying, here's my intention for the day. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you're put, setting up your North star. I think the only other thing I saw that was kind of consistently recommended and backed by science was the use of bright lights. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're up here in the Pacific Northwest. I had a naturopath tell me one time you could stand outside naked from the time the sun came up and still not get enough vitamin D time. The sun went down in the winter and not get enough vitamin Mm -hmm. D. So some people really do use bright lights. I use bright lights. I turn the lights on in the house. I get up. It's dark. Yeah. I turn all the lights on. Yeah. Like all the downstairs lights on. I am not sitting in some hovel with its, you know, one light on and all the rest of the house dark and cold. Yeah, I, I actually do the, the I do sit in the hovel. That's part of my morning routine is the, to come down. Well, isn't the hovel have a fire in it? Yeah, there's that a fireplace count. going and a, you know, snuggly yeah. blanket and my coffee and the, my yeah, husband see, has made me after he woke so me up. So lovely. I wake up to the most. You do have a fantastic. Decadent, yes, you do. I have the most decadent uh, morning routine probably of anyone, which is why I have not really said much about it here. But regardless. Say um, it. There's Tell a people. point where I. Tell people about your decadent, hedonistic, fabulous morning routine. <laughs> okay. But there is a point where I do uh, turn on the lights, floodlights, and then I'm ready to go. So I can basically wake up on my own right you know like without an alarm i haven't had an alarm for 20 years and i usually wake up between 6 and 6 30 but recently i've needed to be at a, a client's 
um, workplace at eight o'clock in the morning, three days a week. And since that started about six months ago, my husband, who, like I said earlier, sets an alarm and gets up quite early, um, walks upstairs at about 6.15 and he kind of comes in and just kind of, honey, do you want to wake up? I've made you some coffee. And then I like sort of stretch and okay, and roll out of bed and, you know, go to the bathroom and, you know, sort of throw on a sweatshirt and come downstairs to a fire and my dog and a cup of coffee waiting for me at my chair so nice. and a blanket and my phone. He's already mm-hmm. moved, put my phone there. Like I have this whole little nest that I just come down to. And then I drink coffee by myself and kind of scroll the news, kind of do the similar, like look at the news, look at the weather, maybe do a game like a wordle or something. And then he'll come and sit and talk to me for 10 minutes before he goes to work. And then I'm still sitting in front of the fire for a good 15 more minutes before I get up, turn on the lights and then, you know, come get upstairs going. and start That's get going. That's a beautiful morning routine. It feels very meditative. Like I'm not on my phone the whole time by any stretch. And frankly, Sometimes I'm not in front of the fire. Sometimes I'm in a sleeping bag on the porch. or Outside. When, yeah. Or when the weather's nice, I'm outside sitting and having my coffee. But I really do have this like time with him and to myself to just ease. It feels like a transition zone from sleep to wake. And it also feels to me like settling into yourself. Yeah. So that when you go out into the world, into your day, you can go out as yourself. Yeah. Right. As yeah. who you really are. Yeah. And, you know... Most of them, when you look at the morning routine literature around what should the morning routine be, I mean, it is some combination of meditation or journaling or reflection, Mm -hmm. um, exercise, um, water, like water's a glass of water is a big one for me too. I love a glass of water in the morning sometimes too. Like sometimes I'll make a really big glass of water. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I did to start my morning routine. Yeah, you started with water. I, I remember started that. with a glass of water because I said to myself, and I'm gonna s- just say this. I said the I said I said the f word, and then I said, why is it that I can't get myself a glass of water before I get in my? Why do I show up to work dehydrated? <sighs> Which then just goes the whole day. And I find myself at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'd be like, I haven't had a glass of water. I haven't had lunch. I haven't had breakfast. This is nutso. So I just started out with a glass of water every morning. That was the first part of my morning routine. You talked about that. It was fabulous. Fabulous. And that has that has morphed into now what is just like I'm super excited to get up at five freaking thirty. In the morning for my stuff. Right. And Who I would have thought that? I mean, and, and I think if I could just offer one thing in closing, that was one of the things I consistently read mm-hmm. is it doesn't matter what it is, but it has to make you happy. And when you start to implement whatever this routine is, you will start to look forward to waking up. And be up. happy. This is not something you grit your way through. No, but you you will start looking forward to waking up. And if you're and here's what I think, too. I think if you're gritting your way through, maybe this isn't the time to do it. Well, or maybe it's time to start with something as simple as a glass, a glass of, water of water and the bright yeah, light, something turn smaller, the lights on. Whatever it is. But I do really want to just say there's a lot. I, I'm giving myself a lot of grace for coming to this so late in my life because I just think it would have it was not something that I could have managed yeah. this way. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But to the listener out there, again, glass of water, some bright lights. You can change your life, sister. And, and look at yourself you in the mirror. You can change your life. Tell you, tell you, <laughs> tell you that lady you love her. And, uh, oh, sorry, Sally. Sally hates the word lady. 
tell that wonderful woman you love her. Um, all right. Got any last words, KB? No last words except just give it a whirl, man. A glass of water, five minutes, an hour and a half. Have at it. You got it, sister. There's some goodness there. All right. Thank all you. All right. Bye. Bye. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 